We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Live, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast. For the first time in 2024, proudly a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network, a.k.a. GSPN and Blue Wire. I am one of your hosts, Ty Windish. I am joined, as always, by the just just eating with this look right now. I've got to say, before we even get to the Bucks, I mean, this is an ensemble. Rohan Cotty. Rohan said, hey, the game's over early enough. I can even do something after the pod. You are dressed to do anything in this town, Rohan. How's it going? I'm doing well. You got to dress for the occasion. And Ty, guess what? We get to talk about a good Milwaukee Bucks victory for what it feels like forever. The Bucks, as they've been saying all all the time on the TNT broadcast, when it's been broadcasting, we'll we'll get into that. <laughs> but they've they've been talking. Bucks have lost five of their last eight games. It's been a it's been a tough stretch. Uh, I tried to make a fart noise on the last pod that my mic didn't register. Was that two pods ago? It's just it's been that type of stretch for the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's good to see that they are absolutely blowing the doors off the Boston Celtics. Nothing warms my heart more, Ty. There's there's a lot of circumstances going in. Whatever, whatever. I don't I don't care. I don't care. We'll cover I don't it. Care. No, we'll cover it. We'll cover it. But yeah. you're right not to care. I mean, this is about – you know what the funniest thing about this is? We got back-to-back games where Chris Livingston played like the whole fourth quarter and the context could not have been more different against Utah. Chris Livingston played most of the second half out of pure necessity. Right now, Chris Livingston, and I mean right now, I think maybe the game just officially ended. I mean, we're... It, we ju- went, it just officially we, ended. We went live just a little bit early. Um, TNT took the game off TV, so we figured we we were safe to start a little early. They didn't put it back on after myself and I think you and a lot, a lot of other Bucks fans said, hey, this is actually the only way we can watch this game, legally at least, or without having to pull up some random NBA app and watch a horrible broadcast angle with no commentary. So could we there watch was an, There was an angle where I was like, okay, is is can, am I allowed to watch this game? 
Went to the NBA app, tried to see what my watch live options were. There was one camera angle where it was just following Bobby Portis on the court. <laughs> the, was... the game he had, he earned that. I hope they added that mid-game just for Bobby. Uh, before we get into the t- NBA, TNT of it all and all this stuff, I mean, let's just talk about what was, I mean, one of the defining wins of the Bucks season so far, certainly on the short list. And we'll, we'll put the the – you know, negatives up front. Boston was on the second night of a back-to-back after playing an overtime game in Boston against the Minnesota Timberwolves in which they won. Al Horford played that game, did not play against Milwaukee because he does not play both ends of back-to-backs. Kristaps Porzingis did not play against the Timberwolves and did play against the Bucks, So he was at least fresh. The rest of the Celtics were not, uh, but they were on a rest disadvantage. There, we, we said it. You can... You don't need to remind us of it later when we're excited about how this game the, went. The it Celtics, happened. by the way, Ty, they, they're the first team in NBA history to play a road back-to-back. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this. They're the yeah. fir- first team ever. The Bucks definitely were not playing an extremely road-heavy schedule, including a four-and-five night, mostly on the road, set of games just before this either. Here's the thing. The Celtics have five guys listed among the 10 top vote-getters for All-Star in the Eastern Conference, and they all played in this game. At a certain point, like rest this advantage or not, it's a good win. It's a great win when you don't even – you beat those guys so bad, Missoula starts replaying the town early and doesn't even put in the starters in the second half. They did. They took them all out. They didn't play a minute in the second half. And in the first half, before that happened, let's go start with Damian Lillard made his return after missing the Utah game. The TNT game, you know, the broadcast got into when they were showing the Bucks game, which was a great part of their coverage, I thought when they showed the game that they are contracted to show on television as a television provider. I thought that was really nice of them. But they had a nice bit about, you know, Dane's been going through a lot off the court. You know, fans don't always recognize how that impacts him, all these things. It seemed like the time off did Dame some real good. He started red hot, two very thrilling threes off the dribble, ends up with 21 points, four rebounds, four assists, uh, no turnovers in 27 minutes, Shot 50% from the field, 37.5% from three, and had six free throws. I thought he set the tone in this game. Dame came out firing early on when he came back in after his customary rest break in the second quarter. Same deal. Even though the threes weren't falling the same after that, he got to the rim. He opened up plays for everyone else. And I thought the way he started the game, everyone else jumped on and said, oh, yeah, we we have this energy on both ends. It was just an awesome way, I think, for Dame to return. And, you know – Setting the stage. I mean, people were worried going into this game about the Bucs as a whole. And right from the first minute, it was like, no, they're here for this. Maybe they win, maybe they lose, but they're here and Dame is certainly here for this one. Yeah, it was great to see Dame get out to a red hot start. Again, hope everything's well with him. Uh, it's 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 really good to see come, him come out here firing, especially it, it's hard to take context not in this. This is Drew Holiday's return to Milwaukee. After his first game back, after being traded, I thought he had a wonderful tribute video. The fans deservedly gave him a great standing ovation when that tribute was played. There's nothing but respect between the Milwaukee Bucks and Drew Holiday and fans, and it should be that way. Drew Holiday hopefully one day gets to come back to the Bucks. Hopefully his jersey's up there. But um, it, it is it is important to take that context into consideration. Like Damian Lillard coming into this game, he's like, oh, yeah, this is Drew Holiday's return. I'm the reason he's not here anymore, (laughs) you know? I'm the reason this whole game has a lot of circumstances around it, and it's because of me, and I have to elevate my performance, especially after a lackluster stretch from him on the basketball court, um, for whatever reason that may be. 
But it was great to see Dame come out there firing, uh, come out confident. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see confidence. One of the worst things I've seen about this Milwaukee Bucks team during that rough stretch, uh, this past rough stretch, was uh, uh, that like they every every single thing the Bucks do on the court is indecisive. They're indecisive on offense. They're indecisive on defense. No one was conf- confident in what they were doing. They came out there looking confident, and Damian Lillard was the uh, emblematic of that with his early shot selection, and frankly, like his early defensive communications too. We'll talk about that a little bit more later, but it was it was very great to see. And I I think you're right. Dame came out there, he set the tone early, uh, and Bobby took it from there in terms of tone. In terms yeah. of tone, Bobby. I mean, and Giannis. I mean, if, well, let's let's do Giannis quickly. We'll probably get back to him, but I mean, one of the let's most- do the best player in the world quickly. Yeah, yeah, real quick. I mean, Bobby deserves a lot of chat because obviously we had talked extensively about how Bobby wasn't playing well enough. And after a bad start, I think he was one for three. He made a putback and missed both of his post touches, both of his post touches after you had shared that that interesting data about his post ups and everything else. He went on fuego after that. But Giannis Tedekumpo in 25 minutes, 10 for 13 from the field against what is like the second, third best defense in the league. One of the best defenses in the league. Second, thank you. Uh, four for five from free throw. No comment on that. 24 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, one steal, one block, a plus 38. Milwaukee nuked to the Celtics when Giannis was on the floor. We saw Drew Holiday as the Giannis defender. He did have some successful possessions where Giannis lost the ball. Giannis did have four turnovers. Need to the chair out from careful. under him once, which was fun. Had a good chair. Point. Giannis almost made that too, which was, I was like, oh, wow, maybe a travel. Who can say? But overall, Giannis fought for the advantage. He got to his spots. You could tell, you know, everything about this game from the rotations, which we'll talk about Griffin later. I uh, don't think he's going to be fired tonight after all, to the way the shots are. I've, I've heard the players don't want to play for him anymore. Yeah. I've heard he's lost. I've heard he's lost it. I mean, handing. Boston, I've heard he's lost the locker. I'm heard. I heard some friends I've, sitting I, uh, uh, near the box bench. That's what they told me. I wish I had friends and I could have some. No, I have. I have Rohan. I have friends. The other. <laughs> you GSPN always have guys. a friend in me, Ty. Yeah, thanks, Rohan. Um, but like Giannis was not settling for anything. He had a couple beautiful jumpers. That that jump hook. Every time I see him, that little spin. I'm like, thank you, thank you, Hakeem. Appreciate you, Hakeem, for all you've done because they did have that workout. And I do feel like Giannis's uh, little jump stop hook is looking better than ever. But I mean, there, there was no touching Giannis offensively from the Celtics. He was able to penetrate that defense. And of course, Al Horford is a good option on Giannis, who did not play. But Drew Holiday is an all world defender. Porzingis, honestly, one of the probably biggest takeaways for me in terms of the actual matchup, Porzingis got bullied by the Bucs. And again, this is the guy not on rest his adventure. He did not play last night. Whether it was um, boxing him out, Ajax and Chris moved him like he was fast PP. I mean, he was getting put out of bounds on. They some were of moving these box him outs. more than fast PP. Yeah, wait. Which is it? It has been a trend for uh, for Porzingis against the Bucks. I was saying the that Chris and Ajax were moving Chris stops more than they were able to move fast. Oh PP. yeah, I mean that's. I mean there is a center of gravity thing there, but still, it was like almost jarring to see you know, a rookie come in and just absolutely get him out of the way and prevent those offensive rebounds. But back to Giannis, I mean, five offensive rebounds. He got everything he wanted. He was totally in control the whole time. He made the right plays. And it was a statement. You could tell Giannis, Dame, Bobby, the rest of the team, they were intent on making a statement tonight and they made a loud statement. 
They it they truly did. They came out here. They knew it was going to be a statement game. And you're right. You said it perfectly. They came out here and they made a statement. Can we can we just first before we get too before we get too into it? Because I do want to mm. talk like some some minute granular X's and O's and oh, stuff with we you. We have to. Uh what loser energy to abs to just pull your starters after the first half. Yeah. Just what like that's not that's disrespectful to the game of basketball. You could tell the Bucks were just like what (laughs) do you do you you not think adrian griffin wants to do that obviously he wants to do that he doesn't want to put his guys out there but there's certain i I disagree he likes to he likes to keep them in griffin does not play with leads that is one thing he i was like i saw some like oh the bucks gonna take their starters out right away i was like no they're not they don't play again till saturday they had two days off before this they're gonna play a lot of this third quarter and let these guys continue this rhythm and just make sure because i mean this is a bench unit with Fast PP um, and Sam Hauser, like you don't want them to get hot it's, from three it's, and keep I mean, that game it's, going. It's one of it's it is one of the worst bench units in the league, though. But I'm uh, saying just two guys who can knock down shots and get hot, especially yeah. Hauser. I mean, you, why Fair. play with that when you need the win? You're on a slide, and I'm glad the Bucks did not play around. I mean, they kept the guys in for a lot of the third quarter, fourth quarter that was kind of over by then. But I think that is the the right thing to do. But still, what did, what did Doc Rivers say last season? They didn't play with their meat. They did not play with them in this game. Uh, no buck plays above 28 minutes, though, which is very nice. Uh, you know, as the game starts to pile up here, we are, what, more than halfway through the season, I believe now. So being able to, you know, get through a tough game against a tough opponent. Granted, of course, again, rest advantage. We all know. Still an awesome win. Uh, let's talk about Bobby Portis. We can't can't wait anymore. Bobby leading the Bucks in shot attempts. And this time, no one will argue with that decision, mostly because, Bobby Buckets knocks down five of six of his threes. I mean, he hit two early ones that helped blow this game open. At one point, Milwaukee went on a, was it more than 20 to zero run? 25 to nothing run. 25 to nothing from the end of the first quarter, midway through the second quarter, which is really where, you know, I wasn't calling it over at that point, but that's where the game got a little unserious for the rest of the second quarter. Uh, You know, the Celtics went on a little 4-0 run. I'm calling the no Dame, no Giannis groups Chris and Friends now. Chris and Friends did well enough, though, didn't let Boston really claw into the lead. And then Dame and Giannis came back in, and quickly it was like, oh, okay, yeah, they're, they're done, done after all. And then, of course, Joe Missoula, again, just decided to not even try in the second half and just give it to the, the bench players for, for Boston. Again, first first team to ever play a road back-to-back. Yeah. With the it's way tough. they were acting. It's tough. It's tough. You know, it's not like every other team in the league does I mean, it. You Boston know? and Milwaukee is an arduous four or five hour flight. I mean, that's brave. brave. That's brave of them. I know. I, I honestly respect the Celtics for even showing up. Yeah. I mean, hey, but the Bucks no. the the didn't show up much in the first the first five games of 2024. So uh, that is fair. We shouldn't talk too much. Bobby Ford is 28 points. Uh, twelve rebounds, eleven of them. Twelve rebounds. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that. Twelve rebounds because that's what I wanted to focus on. Is that him on the glass? Really, really impressed me. He was because going up. he was locked it. He was going up for the boards. One thing that has killed the Bucks. That I believe they're a bottom five team in second chance opportunities in the league this season, and it's just killed them because they're not able to get rebounds. No one. They they don't have bigger guys. Their backcourt is a little smaller. They don't have bigger guys off the bench to uh, to really allow them to go out there and out muscle guys for rebounds. So they've been really really struggling in the rebound department. They've been giving a lot of off. Defensive rebounding opportunities, leading to second chance points, leading to bad defense, leading to just a bleh stretch. 
And it was really, really good to see the Bucks focus on absolutely going out there and rebounding the ball, going up for it. It's the simple things in basketball. Who was it? Was it Torian Prince who gave that that press conference when he was in college where he's just like if someone asked yeah. him, how do you go rebound the ball? It's like when you when when the ball comes off the rim, you go up and grab it. It's with like sometimes basketball is yeah. really simple. Two hands. Well, that's <laughs> Bucks went up with two hands. They did. And they went and they got rebounds today. And I which I really, really appreciated. They were tapping out to teammates. It was it was a great a team rebounding effort and it was uh it was very fun to see they out rebounded the Celtics 60 to 45 in this game and uh without looking it's it's one of the best rebounding performances I've seen from the Bucks in a while and guess what that actually leads to to opportunities on the offensive end and guess what you give up less points again sometimes yeah. basketball is really really simple go get the defensive rebound well I'm glad <laughs> so you I'm said glad it's simple I'm glad you said it's simple too because I thought like how simple did the presence of Great Dame make the first quarter? Everything was easier. You know, the Bucks are in half-court defense more. Obviously, offense is a lot easier when you have that guy playing like that. And, oh, yeah, Giannis is still down low. Honestly, one of the funny – Chris actually did not have a good game offensively. Well, I should say shot-making. He did have seven assists in 20 minutes. Like Chris just eats. Uh, even, even when it's just him out there, Chris and friends, but certainly when it's him – uh, Giannis and Dame, he is eating, but two for nine from the field, one for five from deep. Uh, that's okay, Chris. Get the stinker out in this one. The Bucks did not need any more than he offered. But to your point on rebounding, Boston had seven offensive rebounds. Three of them were Nemius Keita and I think I said that wrong. Sorry. Keita. Keita. And Lamar Stevens. So those were only garbage time guys. So at most, Boston had four offensive rebounds in the real game. Again, to my point earlier, like the Bucks were working even when Brooke got out of position on on his big Kristaps Porzingis, the wings were really working to not give up those offensive rebounds. It felt like right from early in the game, the Bucks knew, okay, we're not going to lose on the same things we've been losing on. We're going to close out hard on three point shooters, and we saw that Boston started out even for playing good defense. Boston was unseasonably low from deep, but for the most part, a couple breakdowns. But Milwaukee was not letting those shots go off easy. There was a little know your personnel. I mean, they they were letting Drew shoot off the dribble from straight on from three, which I think generally is a, a pretty solid decision. Um, Love you, Drew, but it's a it's a yeah. it's a good good defensive strategy it, from the Bucks. It it generally especially works out. in big games. Yes, uh, sorry, Drew, but it, glad he got a standing ovation. Drew earns all the respect. Yada yada yada. Um, but the Bucks didn't give up offensive rebounds. They mostly got back in transition. I mean, a couple Celtics buckets came in semi-transition, but not a ton. The Bucs weren't getting totally scrambled. Milwaukee did not turn the ball over very much at all. I mean, they end with nine turnovers. But again, four of the nine came from Marjan Beauchamp, Chris Livingston, and Thanasis, who only played in the fourth quarter of the game. So for the first real part of the game, Milwaukee is looking at it was it was Giannis having four of them and Brooke Lopez having one and that's yeah, it. Yeah, that was it. So five total turnovers. Again, those turnovers just make it so you know you're not able. The other team's not getting out and running enough. And at least one or two of Giannis's, probably one was an offensive foul. So that at least that's a dead ball turnover. You know, Boston isn't able to get out and run on that. So Milwaukee played to their strengths. I thought really well. They came out fired up from the early tip. It was a very, I think, inspiring performance. And I mean, we talked about. This game is an inflection point, and I think that the default was to view it as the negative inflection point. Take the lump tonight on national TV against Boston, and there's going to be a rotation change. There's going to be a trade. There's going to be a roster move. There's going to be a coaching change. It turns out it was a positive inflection point, and that's 
obviously the preferred result. And this could be season changing in its own way. I mean, now it's on the Bucks to go take what they've did well in this game and carry it to the back-to-back this weekend against Golden State and Sacramento, both at home, and have some good games there. You don't need to win both of those games necessarily. That obviously would be great. And Golden State and is really reeling right now, so it's a good time to play them. But Golden State's going through it. Yeah, they're like the the dynasty dying in front of us. Kind of, kind of. Steph is like, yeah, we got to change amazing. stuff up. Yeah, it's, I, I don't mind it at all. Um, but like, carry through the good play. You know what I mean? Like a lot losses happen. It is what it is. But let's not have anything like we saw first halves against you know Houston against Utah. I mean, a lot of San Antonio, of course, the Indiana games late. Like, let's keep this energy going. And I think the Bucks are poised to do that now after getting this done. It felt like just a lot of pent-up frustration came out in this game too, which couldn't happen to a better team than Boston. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It really, it really couldn't. Oh, by the way, the Bucks have a back-to-back. I thought only the Celtics could do that. Sorry, I'm just, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, they're going to have three and four nights too. I wonder how much grace they're going to get. From is that legal? Everyone, is everyone that legal? I can't, I can't believe Adrian Griffin's going to let them play against the Sacramento Kings. I can't believe it. Watch them rest everyone. <laughs> I would be shocked. I would be shocked too, but. It's uh, just just uh, trying to get into the, a, a little deep into it now. One thing I thought the Bucks did really, w- really well was on the defensive end. Guess what? They were communicating really, really well. I highlighted this. I tweeted about this. But the Celtics early on, when this was still an actual basketball game that was being played, besides just a half of garbage time, it was it was the Celtics trying to isolate 
Kristaps Porzingis on uh, Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley, whatever point like guard was in the game. That's what the Celtics game plan was. They were like, okay, we're down a little bit. Let's get let's get some easy buckets. Get back into it. And that's it's easy to do when Kristaps Porzingis, who's seven one, seven two, something like that. It's like a, yeah, seven something more than just seven foot. He's big. Yeah, he's a he's a massive massive uh, dude. And when you have a smaller backcourt, when you have Damian Lillard, you have Malik Beasley, you have Pat Connaughton in there at times. It's easy to go mismatch hunting, especially when the Bucks are going to be switching a lot, which they have been doing. So you go out there, you have Kristaps set a pick, he sort of backs his way down, and then he catches it at like the elbow uh, and tries to do his face-up moves. What the Bucks did really, really well, and what I haven't seen them do a lot this season, was immediately, immediately after that screams, screen happens, they're sur- scram-switching out of it. They're scram-switching out of it. And the most impressive part, the most impressive part, you know what it was, Ty? It was Bobby freaking Portis who was, he was quarterbacking the scrams. defense. He was hustling. He was quarterbacking scrams. the defense. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> That's what we need to I see met, from him, though. It was it was great. It was amazing to see from him because he was like, "Yep, no, you go. I'm going out here." He was pointing out, "Hey, no, go take that guy. I got Porzingis." So it's like obviously he's still smaller than Kristaps, but it doesn't make it an obvious mismatch where you need to go send help, leave a guy wide open. No, as soon as the screen happens, before you even allow the entry pass to happen, while the guard, by the way, is still going to be like pressuring the ball handler, trying to delay that entry pass, Yep. just being able to execute that scram switch immediately, immediately, which is what I was talking about earlier, indecisiveness has killed the Milwaukee Bucks. They were very, very decisive in everything they were doing tonight. I was very impressed. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Adrian Griffin defense... You know, you can be wrong, but if you're fast and decisive enough, you can make up for it. I think we saw that at various times, whether it was the scram switches or, you know, just a trap where it's like, okay, you rotate there, you rotate there. You could see they were kind of feeling it out in real time, but they hustled enough and they were in control enough that they didn't give up the open shot. And then even if you don't have your ideal cross matching, like if if it's really bad, you can run the scram switch that you just outlined that Bobby Portis was doing a great job of the whole game. But if it's just kind of bad, I mean – the Bucs don't need to be a great defense. They need to be okay. When you're an okay defense, you just want to force the other team into shots that you can live with. That, to me, is the barometer of the this, this version of the Bucs, of their defense functioning well. It's like, can you live with that shot? Jalen Brown pull up, not wide open, for sure. Porzingis trying to put something up over Bobby Portis, you know, 16 feet out, definitely you can live with that, right? Tatum trying to size up Chris or Giannis, but not fully getting open, like, all shots that you can live with. I thought Milwaukee did a great job for the most part. I think one of the big things to learn from from film will be Jalen Brown doing some really effective cutting. Some of Boston's only consistent offense in the real part of the game in the first half was late in the shot clock. Jalen Brown just getting kind of inside leverage on usually Dame or sometimes Beasley and getting all the way to the cup. That's something to watch. I think probably just needs some more help there and some more switching. But that's what I mean. Like, do something. You know, go for the ball. Stop the ball handler. And you just have to trust the defender that you're helping is going to rotate. Someone else is going to rotate. And they did that. And it was really nice to see this malign defense actually work. Again, benefited by rest advantage, shooting variance, whatever. Still, the execution was good. They weren't getting horribly beaten by this Boston Celtics super team. They were staying in front of their covers. They were recovering. They were forcing the kind of shots you'd like to see. And that was as encouraging as the offensive flurry that we saw, even if the offensive flurry was maybe more fun and you know, elicited more yelps of joy from me. No, for sure. And one thing, another thing that really caught my eye is the Bucks recognized, like you mentioned Jalen Brown. One thing I noticed that was really uh, 
killing the Bucks early on was just straight curls from the top of the arc. Bucks players, uh, Bucks guards were dying on Kristaps Porzingis screens. Brooke Lopez was kind of stuck on an island. The ball handler would go around the screen, go all the way over top, and just cut right to the basket. Kristaps Porzingis throws a nice uh, bounce pass. It happened multiple times for wide open dunks. Wide open dunks. And the Bucks adjusted. Bucks and Adrian Griffin adjusted. They went, okay, once we see that screen coming, we're going to immediately, we're going to immediately pressure Kristaps. And we're going to just front, like, make sure the ball handler doesn't have an easy path to the basket. We're going to correct that immediately. Because that's one of the things that's not going to really improve in the Bucks' uh, defense is their screen navigation ability. Sure, you can try all you want. Like, I'm not going to say that the Bucks guards aren't trying. They're trying. But some at some point, they're just too small. They're not going to be able to do it. They're a small backcourt for a reason. Um, they're great offensively, not suited to be the best defensively. They're going to die on screens a lot. So when you are able to mitigate things as they happen, including for your deficiencies, that's what you want to see. You want to see something like, okay, yeah, the Bucks aren't going to really survive doing X. Let's try Y. Let's see if it's a little bit... Let's see if it's a little bit better. And again, it gets to what you were saying. Can we live with that shot? Because this Bucks team is built for that. They're like, can we live with the shots that they're taking? They're not going to be a juggernaut defense. Like, they're not going to keep the Celtics scoring 38 points and a half again. I'm not insane. That's not going to happen again. But can you make shots a little more uncomfortable? Can you force them into different types of shots? Yes. And that was on display for the Bucks. And Jack pointed out another adjustment, um, Lopez getting some assignment on Drew in the corner, that classic, okay, put him on the least threatening perimeter player. If that guy wants to shoot over Brooke, fine, but we're not going to let you drag Brooke out into those actions. We're just going to go switch them and then we can scram from there. Another nice thing to call out and another, another good pivot from Milwaukee, I will say, you know, they're not going to score 38 and a half very often. Boston scored below their season average at home the first time these two teams matched up too. I mean, this is two games now of the season series, this one people will throw out. I won't. I mean, it happened. It's an NBA game. I don't see the uh, 2022 Eastern Conference semis thrown out all too often. I think those those counted, so I'm going to count this one as well. Um, but the Bucks' defense has not been atrocious against Boston. I think that matters. I think that matters a lot. I think this is a defense we hope will be better. Jay Crowder played neither of the matchups. I think – we both agree we would still like uh, some perimeter defensive juice added somehow to the roster, especially someone who can guard guards. But the Bucks defense in two settings so far has held up against the Celtics, whatever the context for both may be. I think that's a good sign. I mean, it would be great if, you know, Washington didn't score more than Boston against the Bucks in both of their games now across four total games. But uh, I would rather, I guess, give up points to Washington than Boston, given how both factor into the playoff picture. For sure, for sure. Again, you have these are actual NBA games that happen. I mean, you couldn't watch some of it, uh, you know, because once TNT took it off the broadcast, it was just unavailable to watch in a traditional broadcast sense for that portion of the game. Which, by the way, the NBA totally realized that, and they're like, "Oh my god, we actually can't do this." Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, this they is, shouldn't. This do is that. actually very. This is actually very like against our contracts. Yeah, like <laughs> we just took the game off the air. You can watch it on the app and go, go to two K Vision or whatever. It, it crazy, crazy. But you're right. This is an actual NBA game. 
that happened, whatever the circumstances that you, there's going to be circumstances for whatever it it gets, just get facts into regular discourse about discourse, regular discourse. Like anyone talks like this in real life. We've never, there's never been regular bucks discourse and in the time the franchise existed either. But yeah, exactly. But it's like every playoff run. It's like, Oh, blank was hurt. X was hurt. X was asterisk. Guess what? Things happen. Every year, every game, you can go through every single game in NBA history and say, oh, but what about this? What about this? What about this? Guess what? That's called life. Maybe some of you should try it. Not you Whoa. listeners, because you you listeners are obviously like smart and intelligent if you're going to be coming here and listening to this. I'm talking about the general discourse around basketball. Yeah, that's fair. Let's get back to the game. Let's get back to the game before we get too meta. Malik Beasley, you know, we talked about, you know, still has his defensive challenges. Listen. Still a flamethrower as well. And I think even if there's a player brought in that makes more sense to start with Dame, whatever, you know, Beasley is going to be a useful weapon for this Milwaukee Bucks team. Six of 11 from the field and four for eight from deep in this one continues to just be an absolute flamethrower whenever he has even a little window of space. Also had four rebounds, no turnovers, no fouls, 16 points plus 18 in 27 minutes. Just a real nice game from Bees. I mean, nothing spectacular to call out. Actually, one thing I do want to call out, they let him work off the dribble a little bit in the first half. I like when they do that. I don't like when his shots totally rely on getting past the ball while wide open. Like sometimes they don't draw out much for him. Obviously, there's going to be some sequences where he just gets open because of the way the defense collapses on the, the primaries for Milwaukee. But let Bees get a little involved. He's a good offensive player. He is not Bryn Forbes. It's a bad comp. If anyone made that comp, it's a bad comp. Just generally not calling out anything in particular. But he can do more than just a stationary shooter. He had a nice little runner over Jason Tatum. I just think keeping him more involved is good. I think a couple shots early, it just it, it's good for a shooter or just an offensive player to have. So nice to see that uh, from Malik Beasley and just have an, another good game here from Milwaukee. For sure, for sure. Shout out uh, Eric in the chat saying, love seeing Rowan reading comments. Yeah, you've been cracking <laughs> up. I mean, I can't help. The chat's been amazing. The chat's been good. The chat's been real good. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell. Join the GSPN Discord. Get notified. We always do the everyone tag when we go live. GSPN.info. Oh, you do it. You got it. No, you got it. You got it. I like hearing you say it, though. You say it, too. GSPN.info. Whoa. Everyone's going to that link now. Linktree (laughs) is going to collapse with the the traffic. Um, I think the next player to talk about probably Andre Jackson Jr., yeah, Ajax, Ajax got the Tatum assignment at times in this game, which is just wild to see a rookie doing that. It, it's crazy. He Tatum did like sort of, uh, you know, got sort of him him. He, he got him a little bit. He got him. He got yeah. him because it was a classic vet versus rookie. Like, hey, welcome to the NBA. Yeah. type thing. like you think you could check me again. This is a pretty pro Jason Tatum podcast. Like we we have nothing against Jason Tatum. He's just going to go home to Deuce and Tacos, and I even after a loss, you know he's going to be doing okay. Good for Jason Tatum. Yeah, good for Jason Tatum. Again, we're not going to like – when I say pro, like we have nothing against him. Yeah. Which is pretty pro, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Ajax got in it, into it a little bit. But it was interesting to see uh, during the broadcast Stan Van Gundy, who uh, has an interesting reputation amongst Bucks fans. I Still mean, can't pronounce Giannis Antetokounmpo. It Still just feels like every everything he sees as a foul is if the Bucks do it, and that's it. It just feels like that. I know I sound like Joe Homer right now. It just feels like that. 
It does. It truly does. I guess he has to balance out B.A., Brian Anderson, who's always going to be... Uh, B.A. Always gonna be in good, though. B.A. does. B.A. is a true professional. Shout out yes. to Time Out with Ty. Yeah. But uh, real ones, real ones, no. Real yeah. ones, no. All 10 of them. <laughs> if, there, if there are zero Time Out with Ty fans, I'm no longer here. Uh, oh. But... Uh, it, yeah, Stan Van Gundy, he pointed out on the broadcast, like, yeah, Ajax is going to be uh, he's going to be a guy who's going to fit into this Bucks rotation going forward. And it's like, first of all, he has been in the Bucks rotation. And second of all, he's right. He's right. Because you can see Andre Jackson Jr., though he did get into foul trouble, uh, five fouls in 15 minutes, or yeah. 15, a little less than 16 minutes. You can see the defensive act. You can absolutely see it. We've been seeing it all season long. And we can see why I had to sign that apology for him earlier yeah. in the season. Yeah. Because he, he's he been playing really well with the starters. He's been absolutely playing well with the starting group. He fits well with Giannis. He fits well with Chris. He fits well with Dame. Again, not his best showing as a Milwaukee Buck, but no. in a big game, in a big game against a quality opponent, a team with the best record in the NBA, number one in the East compared to the Bucks, number two, he could hang. He was there. Yeah. He was playing. He didn't get run off the court. I mean, he, I guess he did kind of get run off the court. It's, but like, it's, some of those it's a different legit. way. His whistle is brutal. I mean, I, I posted on Twitter and threads at one point, like, the Bucks need to send some of these into the league office and be like, hey, we get it. We know he's a rookie. We know there's a curve and everything. This guy is one of our best pruner defenders, and he is not fouling that much. He does the chest bump. I'm not saying he never fouls at all. He fouls too much even on his own. But some of the ones from Tatum on these drives, it was like, okay, if you're going to get him for every time he's a little out of position, fine. If that's the rookie tax, you can't just blow the whistle every time he encounters an offensive player, period. He is a good defender. He deserves a better whistle than he gets. But yeah, I mean, the funny thing about Ajax is zero for two from three. Those were his only two shots, five fouls in less than 16 minutes. And the consensus was like, wow, what a great game. Because, you know, he didn't shut down Tatum, but he looked like a good defender on Tatum. And again, he enables so much of what the Bucks want to do defensively because he is a whirling dervish out there, flying around, not letting shots get open, getting in passing lanes. Had a very nice game, four rebounds, two offensive, and four assists. And my God, I think Curtis in the chat asked, are we going to talk about his passing? We sure are. I mean, he is like, there was one, he got to Bobby Portis with it, or, or Brooke, when it was like an offensive rebound. That he was passing before he even secured the ball. It was it was a Giannis air ball off a turnaround fade. He caught the ball and just whipped it out to Brook at the like, top of the arc. He started his passing motion like before he caught the ball. Like it just was great out of vision. there in less than a second. It was it was and that what's what made a key. Given Brook's going to shoot no matter what. Oh yeah, we know we know Brook. He's going to shoot that thing go. Like he, Andre Jackson Jr. could have stood in the paint for a full two point nine seconds and then passed it out. When whoever, I forget who was on the floor, got out to Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is getting that shot up no matter what. But it was good to see him have an uncontested look because Ajax got it out of there so quickly and got it to him so quickly. Especially with Brooke with a little bit of his windup on his shot. It was just, it was perfect. He he is absolutely a plus passer. Absolutely a plus passer. So, yes. And right to point that out. To, you know, we're not going to do a whole Griffin segment, but just another coaching thing. I mentioned that the eight-man playoff rotation, I mean, Ajax was the eighth. I mean, it was Bobby and Pat got in first. We talked about Bobby. Pat played okay. I mean, defensively, he's still kind of a problem, frankly, on the perimeter. He rotates well, but he 
well, probably the worst of the eight it contained on the perimeter. At least looked like it tonight. I mean, just kept getting blown by. It's not not ideal. He shot the ball well the, the, in the Bucks skid, though, so that's at least a, a nice sign. But Andre Jackson Jr. was the eighth. Got the burn over Marjan Bochamp. Got the burn over Cameron Payne. And I love that adjustment. The last couple of games that have been serious, Andre Jackson Jr. is their backup point guard. But because at least at least one of Chris Giannis' game is always out there, he just brings the ball up, tosses it to Chris, and lets Chris cook. I think they should probably even do more of that when it's Chris and friends lineups because, you know, again, Chris's weakest attribute right now is his handle and athleticism. And, you know, there was he's posting up 60 feet away when fast PP picks him up, and it's always a little nervy when that happens. So maybe even let AJX do that more. But I love that adjustment. I love saying, you know what, we're not even going to let you try and pick on campaign. We're not even going to see if it's a good or bad campaign game. Let's just keep all of the guys we trust out there, and that's it. And it was, I thought, a great eight-man rotation that did not leave room for the Celtics to get back in this thing whatsoever until they pulled all their starters. So nice to see Ajax kind of add that to his list of positions. And, I mean, we've talked about how Marjan, they use him to guard guards more. I mean, Ajax played point guard in this game, guarded Tatum, guarded everyone. I think he's just above Marjan at this point in the pecking order. I think so. He, he, I mean, he showed in this game, he was. He was above Marjan in the pecking order. Marjan didn't play in the real game. Uh, and Ajax did. And this is a big game. I think that's pretty clear and definitive. And it's deserved based on the play that's been happening this season. Again, I signed that apology form for listeners who don't know what I'm talking about. Ty and I made a little uh, friendly friendly agreement after, uh, before the season started. We were saying who was going to be a larger part of the Bucks rotation. I said Marjan. He said Ajax. I, I'll admit when I was wrong, uh, I'll sign the apology form again. There's a lot of season left. I mean, over half the season, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, so? it's, we got three months plus until playoffs. There's, I'm not declaring victory on that at this point. It's looking good for me, but it's far from over, Rohan. It, it is, but I, I've already signed the apology form and I will do it again because, again, I was in a good spot. Either Ajax is really good or I'm right. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's always a good spot Nothing to be Nothing wrong in. with that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But um, yeah, I mean, who else do we need to talk about in this game? I guess Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez was the yeah, guy who was Brooke's getting picked last, on defensively. The last one um, early of on. the real players. Yeah. He was getting picked on early on. The Bucks adjusted as we've been talking about already. Thought it was an all right game. Yeah, but the shots fell and that always helps a ton with Brooke. I mean, he was knocking down crucial threes. He was three of four from two, two of four from three. Five rebounds, three assists for Brooke, which you don't see every day. I thought he too, when we talked about kind of the playoff poise and mentality, I thought Brooke did a good job of 
not forcing. I mean, eight shots is not nothing, but I thought he mostly took good shots tonight. I thought he had a good balance of shots. He ends up with two blocks. I thought, you know, he's important enough to the team. You don't just want to take him away entirely. So I, I do like to see when Griffin tries different things to make sure Brooke can stay out there for longer because he does give the Bucks a lot. I, I know it's been a tough go for him. I don't know if you got to read uh, Eric Name and Seth Partnow's piece in The Athletic today about the Bucks' defense. And, you know, Brooks' underlying rim numbers are still really good. So he's he's looked bad at times. I think it's he's kind of a victim of the perimeter defense and the new scheme. But I'm glad to see him, you know, be able to thrive out there against Boston, which is one of his toughest matchups for sure. For sure, for sure. Going back years now, uh, Boston has been like the – it it hasn't even practically been the the boogeyman. It's just been the the theoretical boogeyman. It's like, oh, if anyone has the personnel to play Brook Lopez off the floor, it's Boston. It's Boston. It's Boston. I actually think getting Kristaps Porzingis makes that a little less true because they have one of their most important players be a seven foot one guy who's going to be like either yeah. like on the perimeter or and he's not the fastest guy on the court. So you can, I mean, given he's still faster than Brook. Faster than Brook. Yeah. 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 Most players are faster than Brooke, but it's I think I think it makes it a little less of a problem uh, to have Brooke Lopez out there. If you match Brooke Kristaps minutes, I think you'll be fine. Maybe not even fully match it, but even have like a yeah, you can throw him on he, Drew like, here or there. I, I don't think Horford is as as scary as some do at this point in his career. Yeah, for sure. Whatever, whatever trips to Germany Al Horford's been on during his time in Oklahoma. <laughs> some good ones. Oh yeah, he's been on some good ones. One day, one day it'll come to an end. <laughs> Matt's thirty-seven. Why is he still into, doing this? We're gonna do a LeBron point with him too. Or it's just like really still. He's thirty-seven, right? Yeah, I think so. Al Horford is thirty-seven years old. Imagine like, your horror if he was like thirty-three, actually. Oh my God! I might stop. He's gonna play another ten years with the Celtics. <laughs> oh my goodness! But speaking of thir- old thirty-year-olds, Bucks, can we just relax on the PJ Tucker stuff? Yeah, I think we can. He's thirty-eight. He turns thirty-nine during the playoffs this year, and is an impossible get because one, he's not going to get bought out. He has as, another year uh, after this season, crucially, too much money. Yeah, and two, he's just—he's not old. playing for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, I had a two to this. It's, old. it's not the just the old. one. Yeah. Chad is crying for it. Let's talk about AJ Green. We'll do uh Buck Stock Market um soon after this too to wrap up wrap up the podcast. We can talk about longer term takeaways as well. And we have some big news to discuss later. Real ones though. No. I'm very excited. We'll get to it. Yeah, oh um, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. But AJ Green, baby bird, three for six from the field, two for five from deep, one of one from free throw. He shot his free throw on a gorgeous four point play that was Fouled, made the three, and stood there for a minute. And I was like, okay, AJ, you savor that moment. Uh, had nine points in eight and a half minutes, as well as deep breath. One rebound, two assists, one steal, one block, no turnovers, one foul. He's just good. Like, he's a good player. I, I, I may sound like, a, a, like reductive or like it's not saying enough. No, like I think he is a good overall NBA player. I think between him and Marjan – the Pat spot is in – and uh, Crowder coming back is in doubt. I and think, just Pat in general. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the other part of the equation for sure. Um, and, hey, we, we talked out on Bobby and Bobby played awesome. So maybe Pat comes out and has a 30-point game or something now. We would certainly cherish that. 
Um, but if Pat drops 30 in the next game, I'll buy a Pat jersey. Why do y'all say the next game? Let Pat drop 30 this season, bro. It's 30 points. Bro, why do you want me to buy a Pat jersey? That's more than he scores in a week. I just, I, I don't know. I'm trying to make it le- like, I'm just, just let me have it. Okay? I tried to manifest me doing the shimmy today. I said, let bees shoot 23s in the second half. Who cares? And they, it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's 10 threes, right? Make 10 threes. I'll do a shimmy. Okay. Okay. Are you telling me you haven't practiced the shimmy just on your own time? I've not practiced it. Really? I'm worried I'm going to throw out a hip or something. I'm old. Nah, you'll be fine. I've done it. It, it would be fun if it happened now because I would just, I would go out in the snow. And I would do it there. Ooh, you got to go full Urson in his driveway? Real yeah. ones, though. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legend. Uh, but yeah, between between uh, Marjan and AJ, but yeah, Pat's spot is up for grabs. But AJ Green just is a baller. It just turns out that GSPN full- bump is real. Yes. If you want to learn more about AJ Green, go back to our summer podcast, where, which we did with AJ, which was a great time. Super chill guy. Uh, Super great guy, super fun to talk to. It's a it's an evergreen conversation, uh, but yeah, I think he's just he's been playing really really well. He's regained his shooting, uh, which he sort of just forgot how to do early on in the yeah. season, which was very very bizarre. But he's coming back to reality of him just being a sniper from three point range. And again, it's not like he did an incredible job from three tonight, two of five, forty percent. Like that's good. That's like the Bucks will take that after oh, yeah. a recent stretch. Uh, so yeah, between him and Marjan, Marjan, who just didn't have the best performance in the world. He just kind of uh, ran around and got cardio. Yeah. Spending he didn't too he, much he, time with TA. You could see more of a TA influence in, in his game tonight. Yes, a, li- a little bit. We'll talk about TA's dominance in a little bit. I'm not bit. letting you give him enough stock. I won't do it. I'm going to get out <laughs> ahead of this. Not? No. Why not? He committed he three was only fouls a in one play. <laughs> it's Four fouls in under nine minutes of garbage <laughs> that's honestly, time. That's honestly makes the up stock worth it. No, it doesn't. That's not how the stock market works. <laughs> Could you imagine if there was a company? It's just like this company is so stupid. It's Oh, wait. I guess that is how Elon works. Maybe you're on to something. Oof. Oof. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that was a good one. Thanks. But yeah, Marjan, not the best showing. Um, Chris Livingston didn't get a chance to show much, but still looks solid. Yeah, I mean, I'm still we're still running off the high of that Utah game where he was just like, "Oh my God, is he a real rotation player?" I think but, the thing about he's fast for how big he is. It kind of sneaks out. He stayed with fast PP on a drive and made him curl back out. It was like, dude, you're like you're jacked. How are you also quick? Which is bodes well for him going forward. He's twenty. Yeah. Oh, to be twenty. Okay, shut up, bro. No one wants to hear it from you. I'm allowed to say it. No one wants to hear that from you. Um. Uh, Cameron Payne actually had a kind of a nice game. I mean, he really, like, he played like it was the Cameron Payne show in that fourth quarter. He played a little bit in the third. Three for four from the field, one for two from deep. Had four rebounds, three assists, seven points. Uh, nice game from Campaign. I mean, I think, I think he plays in games that are maybe a little less serious or that have smaller opposition. But it wouldn't surprise me if we saw more serious playoff atmosphere games where his role is taken away just because he is – not been consistent enough on either end so far. Oh, yeah. AJ Green no. won a jump ball against a seven-footer or at least like a 6'10 guy. Yeah, free, uh, seven-footer in Kata. Kata. Uh, it was uh, – he just – he got up there. He he, he timed the, his jump perfectly. It was uh, reminiscent of uh, – who was it? Was it Jared Bayless? Fuck legend Dude, Jared it's always, Bayless. It's always Jared Bayless. 
It's always Jared Bayless always getting that Jared jump Bayless. ball. Jared Bayless. With the with the the Chris Middleton game winner against the Heat. Yep. With the Zaza uh rebound to Chris. Yeah, the crazy pass, like kind of over his head. Yep. That was good hoops. Uh, that was that was good hoops. But this this game was also better hoops. This was great hoops. Said. This was great hoops. There's good hoops <laughs> and there's great hoops. The game I love uh, what is back. What else do we need to talk about in this game? Uh, I want us to spend a little time being poetic about how it feels to see Dame hit those pull-up threes. So I'll, I'll tell you, these are some things I threw out there. It feels like the first warm day after a long winter. I also think it feels like the uh, first sip of an ice-cold beer after a long, sweaty day. I also think it feels like, um, ooh, first drive with the windows down in the summer. See, I'm not a windows-down guy. I'm not always, but I don't do it all the time, but just like to get some air. We don't have to debate this now. What, what does Dame make you feel like inside? Oh, man, that's a, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's going out uh, after a nice warm summer day and seeing the sunset on the oh. water. Oh, how about, how about you look up even if you're in the city and you can see a bunch of stars and stuff? One of those rare, oh, like, perfect beat, clear beat the light pollution nights. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. When you pull oh, up man. your feed and there's a new GSPN podcast. Amazing. When it hits your feeds because you're subscribed yeah. like you should be. Yeah. Hit that notification bell on YouTube. Subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. But, uh, yeah, that, those are all good ways of describing uh, what it feels like to see Dame hit those pull-up threes. Because man, those are those are nice. Those I found really inner nice. peace. I really did. I just feel amazing right now. It's like wow, this is possible. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to apologize to him that time. You were indirect enough, but that's okay. Uh, it, it it felt nice. It felt nice for sure. Should we uh should we do stocks? Yeah, let's do stocks. I think we're gonna have quite a few to give out in this game. Uh, so we can run. Did you have the sheet up, or do you want me to pull it up? Uh, I can pull it up. All right. Well, I think off the bat, I mean, at least one to each of Giannis, Dame. You could say Bees and Brooke as well. Probably two for Bobby the way he's been dinged in recent games. I think it's I think it's fair to say two for Bobby. He's had five straight down stocks. Yeah, <laughs> he he earned that. So one for uh, one for Giannis, one for Dame, one for Brooke, and one for who? Uh, Beasley. Oh, Beasley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AJ Green stuck in there as well. I think so. I think so. AJ Green, especially when he's only at 10. Again, you can find this link at gspn.info. Buck stock market, season-long returns, and more Bucks content. Are we are we rewarding Andre Jackson? I think probably not, even though it was a very great and fun game. I don't know if his performance merited. I mean, the passes were great. Missed both of his shots. Did get in foul trouble, even if it wasn't all his fault. I mean, it would be more, I think, about the good feelings of the win extending to him. But I will, I'm open to what you think on that one. I think a push is fine. Yeah. I think Inf- a push is fine. Informal half. Yeah. So, and then TA, obviously. No, Rohan. <laughs> He's at three. That's fine. Come on. Let That's me fine. have something. He doesn't look like an NBA player out there. He hasn't gotten an upstock all season long. For a reason. <laughs> Let me have this. What is Robin Lopez at? One? One. Then, then we're good. There's balance in the universe. It's just like, come on, Chris Livingston's at three. Chris Livingston looks like an NBA player. 
I know this count, you're sick of hearing this counterpoint involving this data point, but I do find it an important one in this discussion. I'll tell you what, though. Let me let's ask the crowd at Pfizer Forum whether they think TA deserves should an upstock. Should we ask the listeners? I can do a poll. Yes. Yeah, let's do a poll. Let's, let's do, do a poll. poll. Start a poll. Start a poll. It's live. I hope the li- I hope the listeners. By the way, if you if you're not listening to this live again, check out the YouTube gspn.info. Yeah, uh, or it's just uh, Eurostep Podcast Network on uh, YouTube. Make sure you search that up. Make sure you subscribe so you can contribute. Rohan, don't vote. I see you're doing something over there. <laughs> Why can't I vote? Because <laughs> I didn't vote. <laughs> I voted. Oh come on. <laughs> while while we let the votes come in, we don't we don't need to do a second by second update of the vote count here. Um, Is there any stock movement for Adrian Griffin to discuss? I think the last five games were so wretched, probably not. Although I no, I was going to say he was probably he he probably deserved a down during one of those games, but and we'll say he deserved an up, so it's fine. The kind of evens. I I I would say, I mean, he adjusted his rear end off in those ugly games and pretty much tried everything. I'm fine with no upstock now. I think if they do go on a nice run this weekend, we can revisit that conversation later after that Kings game. I, I, I think I don't think he gets one right now. I think he's put himself in position to potentially get one later. Eighty percent, yes. How many accounts do you have, Rohan? Amazing. I just voted the one time. The listen, see the listeners know what's up. I, oh, I appreciate God. you, listeners. And we have over a quarter of our 100 plus viewers at this point in the pod. Thank you all very much. Have already voted. Oh, I, we need to buy another minute. I need to see if this number stabilizes. This is crazy, though. We're almost at mathematical certainty that it's going to win already. Yeah, we are. Where's uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, uh, NBC. Cor Cornaki. Yeah, Steve Cornaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or no, is, he he the, is that the vote guy or is that the money guy? I think he does both. Oh, really? Oh, good for him. I think so. He also does like Sunday night football. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he's on like Sunday Night Football doing, doing playoff what? probabilities and stuff. Oh, I thought you meant like on the sideline or something. And I was like, wow, he is really <laughs> he's got his finger in a lot of pies. He he does for sure. Uh, it's it's looking like oh, TA gets enough stock. This time. is why we don't do the polls on stocks very often. I mean, we can we can do it. It's a, the the Celtics quit after the first half. Let's have a fun time. All time. right, all right. They quit. Right. They played one half of actual basketball. One. It's true. We're we're getting TAs up stock. Does campaign get one too? No. <laughs> <laughs> Narrative driven Rohan sad. The big I'll media talking heads are only here to push their pro Thanasis Atetokounmpo agendas. <laughs> it's, I will uh, let you field all questions on this one when they come in, invariably. That's fine. You'll still get the questions. It's I okay. know. I know. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of the setup. Yeah, uh, it but is. do we have, uh, what else do we need to talk about? Do we need to talk about anything? Oh, yeah, we do. Yes, Rohan. we do. Ty. My number one midseason target is just sitting there. Right for the take in the Grizzlies lost John Morant for the season, lost Marcus Smart for the next six weeks, punting on the season, released, released Bismack Biombo. Big biz. Remember, I was scheming up how do they get to the five million? That's an awkward number for the Bucks. They don't have to. He's just sitting there. Every team wants him. I'm seeing people who cover every team going, he'd be a great fit for the Nuggets, he'd be a great fit for the Raptors, he'd be a great fit for the Lakers. No, he'd be a great fit for the Milwaukee Bucks. Listen, Bobby Porter's playing awesome in this game. 
makes it less important. But if Milwaukee opens a roster spot soon, it's going to have to be soon. Big biz is sought after. The Bucks could bring in Bismack Biombo for the price of basically nothing. Just the tax hit of if they waive someone or, of course, if they trade someone away to open a spot. Oh, I hope they do it, Rohan. Give me that extra big depth. Even if he, That's the thing. If he doesn't play every night, he probably picks somewhere else. This was a very good Bobby game. But adding biz does give you some valuable Bobby Portis insurance and another true center option if you want that look for the Bucks. But he's... I think he could switch a little bit. He's like a versatile. You can do guy. Bobby Biz lineups. Like, yeah. There's oh, nothing I preventing you from doing that. <sighs> oh, I hope it happens. I hope it happens for your sake too. I want you to be happy, man. We'll do. We'll, at least I'll, I'll do an emergency pot alone. You if know I'm I'll available, do? I'll do it. I'll, I'll just pull up Biz highlights and we, we'll just watch them together. That's the pod. <laughs> Look at that offensive <laughs> rebound and pass. Look at that screen, honestly. He's a good if, if, he's, if he sets a good screen in that highlight, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this is worth it. Dude, think about that and Dame and the non Giannis minutes, just springing him oh, loose. Don't have to put Brooke in there. You can put Big yeah. Biz. Yeah. Now you've seen the Ooh. vision. Bring me Big Biz. They signed uh, Vince Williams Jr. to a three plus one deal. The Grizzlies did. That's why they needed the roster. Coming, spot. Uh, coming off a two way. Yeah, getting a, getting a better opportunity. Earned it. He's a, a good player. Um, but yeah, it did open up Bismack Biombo. So I am, every time I see. Woj and Shams. I'm like, oh, is this? Is, oh, oh, I, I don't care about this. Give me is, Bismack. Is, is Rolo being an assistant coach now? <laughs> Isn't that what you want? Special assistant or, no, to Bango. Yeah. Special assistant to Bango. He didn't even is he play going, in this game. No. No, of course not. He has the best seat in the house. That's Why would true. he want to get up from that? That is true. Uh, is, he, is he collecting every jersey from every mascot, by the way? I mean, uh, you got from the mascot Is this like a retirement tour? I mean, it's, I mean, kind of has to be. But like, he's he's actively jersey swapping with all the mascots. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Again, this is just pure pure speculation here. You don't get aggregated. Yeah, hasn't happened to me in a while, but who knows? Yeah, uh, we shall see. It it certainly looks like it might be a retirement run for Rolo. Unfortunately. Again, but, he's got a lot of good mascotting and social media posting ahead of him. Maybe he'll be Bango. Dude, could you imagine? <laughs> Just a seven, <laughs> seven foot, like 300 pounder trying to backflip off a giant ladder. <laughs> uh, I, that's why I said special assistant to Bango. Bango is, I think Bango requires a, a smaller, lighter frame. We can try him out. We can try him out as pointer first. Yeah, he can be point. Pointer is a lot lower risk. Pointer kind of sometimes he's on a uh, Segway. That's about as dangerous as life gets for Pointer. <laughs> I'm just imagining Robin Lopez doing the rim rocker stuff. That's <laughs> I feel like when he would go to jump on the little trampoline and just stay down, <laughs> it just break. Yeah, he would just be like on the oh, I'm on the hardwood again. He'd put a dent in the cover. Honestly, though, it would be kind of fun if he just like he could like throw the rim rockers at the rim. Like they could they could just change how he's used. He just he's the trampoline now. He just yeah. now we're talking. <laughs> Imagine the other mascots are just like doing their thing, and all of a sudden, Robin Lopez is jumping like that guy in court and just taking him down for real. <laughs> Oh, Rohan's glasses are off. AirPods are popping out. Oh, boy. Rohan's down. Oh, oh, man. That took me out. That took me out. 
Robin yeah. Lopez. I wish nothing but the best for you, yeah. man. As Eric said in uh, chat, there's the Lopez Brothers State Farm commercial. The people have been wanting us to talk about this. It's a very good commercial. It's a very it's a, I didn't know the Lopez brothers had like cachet like that. I know. I was like, wow, look at the Lopez brothers getting a little getting a little love on the, the big sponsorships. I know, it's great. I mean, it you you truly love to see it. Like I have nothing bad to say how, about that. How long at all. until they got Brooke and Skims? <laughs> <laughs> Just another NBA partner I thought of. <laughs> Broken skims would break the bucks forever. <laughs> It'd break the internet, man. It would. Can you imagine just like the the content that would be from just you probably gotta teammates, get both of them. Teammates reacting to the bro, bro brothers just in skims. It's like they do the Shay one. They do the who else is in that? Uh, Christian know. McCaffrey. Yeah, and then just the Lopez brothers, just like back to back like this. Like lethal weapon. Oh my goodness! Oh, this is a good pod. This is a, this is a fun podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, do we have, do we have anything else, or should we sign this up? I mean, we, we did you we locked in the TA up stock, right? It's, oh, it's absolutely done. locked He's in. Almost eighty percent of the votes, and almost half of the viewers have voted. So yeah, that is resounding. I will cave. Otherwise, I don't I don't think much else. We covered Big Biz, the number one NBA news item this week for sure. Um, Bucks big win, of course, against Boston. Oh, All Star. Oh. Uh, Dame has lost. Uh, he he's lost second place. Make sure you keep voting for Vote Damian for Lillard. Yeah, he has never been an All Star starter before in his career. Let's make Milwaukee the place puts him on the map. I guess that makes uh, Steph and Russ and everyone else that's been in the Western Conference. But yeah, uh, Trey Young bumped him out of the spot. The Hawks are a pit of suck and sad, so he does not deserve that. So having another nice statistical season that means nothing in the grand scheme. Although, if you ask him, he the you know almost beat the Bucks. That's you know hang the banner for that one in State Farm Arena, Trey. That's a really great accomplishment you you put together there. Congratulations to you for beating one of the most fraudulent teams of all time in the second round. The only time you won in the second round in your career. Um, that was that was quite a shot for me. But I I do hate those. Three years later, let's talk about this series that the Bucks won despite Giannis missing the second half. Like, really? You're going to talk about it's like, injuries when Giannis doesn't play half the series? It's like if Trey didn't get hurt, but Giannis still did. It's like, what are you doing here? They like, do you live on, in this reality? They, do you they, live in this reality? Clearly not. Yeah, the Bucks. they almost lost every game one of that. Like, it took a Chris Middleton game winner to not let them lose game one against the Heat that year. They were just bad in game one. They still didn't win game one in regulation either. My favorite stat no. from the, the finals run is they... Did not win a single game one. and They never led after regulation in game one to that series. It was crazy. It was crazy. So it's like congrats congrats to the Hawks for making the Eastern Conference Finals, which is more than Joel Embiid can say. Yes. But uh, make but sure you get those votes up for Damian Lillard. The first time ever to a pair of Bucks started the All-Star game together. So double history for Dame personally and for the Bucks franchise. Let's make it happen. And, and keep voting for Giannis, who's the yeah. leading vote getter. Yeah. Still. Yeah, which I don't believe he's done before. It's been LeBron every time. So just I think yeah, for like seven straight years, it's been LeBron who's been the leading vote getter because like come on, like it's LeBron. But Giannis, let let's make it out. It could be triple history, the first Buck to lead fan voting. Because uh, I'm a, yeah. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and assume that's never happened before. Well, um, maybe Kareem did. Yeah, but I like, don't even know if we maybe, can pull that up. I don't even know if I don't know if that was a way. thing. I don't yeah. think fan voting was a thing back Old then. Old people, let us know if Kareem won <laughs> fan voting. 
Well, I'm not being mean, but I mean, if you remember how the All Star Game functioned in the early '70s, P- people who were there yeah. is another good elder way of statesmen. Thinking. Our elders, let us know. <laughs> yes, our respected elders. I'll yeah. say that. That's what uh, I meant to say. Uh, what was I? Just, man, just said old people. Well, it, respectfully. Hey, I, I I watched that Stephen A. Smith video. I mean, there's oh more my disrespectful goodness. ways you Did can. Did you be, you watch the whole pod, right? Of course. Like, like I like to think we're pretty good at podcasting. I think the we listeners would nothing may, on him. hopefully agree we that we're pretty good at podcasting. We have absolutely nothing on Stephen A. I think Stephen A. is doing that by himself. Off rip. Like, he had a couple oh pieces goodness. of paper. He barely, like he just referenced them. He printed them out to be like, here's an article. It reads one sentence, then just talks for 20 more minutes. It's crazy. No one will ever perfect. Again, I don't agree with definitely anything, everything that Stephen A. has to say at all. I agree but it's with undeniable. Take on Whitlock, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, but it's undeniable that that man is a master of his craft. He's an orator. He it's it's incredible. Like he he spent an hour talking about like one top two topics. Yeah, and, and one and the by take, himself. The, the it was a captivating hour, and his take on the first topic was, "I'm not going to say that much about this." That was like the over, and he and he had like 20 minutes, and it was like, "Oh my!" This is, and Crazy. like I put it in our crew, I was like, "Wow!" I kind of view like the success of Pat McAfee different now after watching Stephen A. Smith talk about this for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's uh. It's it's a lot, but no, it's. I recommend people check that out. I'm not gonna, like this will be the only time you hear me recommending like Stephen A's podcast. The Stephen but, A. Smith show, his own pod, is not the same as First Take, and I think people should know that. If you're not going to check it out, that's fine. But we're not saying this because like you know he yelled over Mad Dog successfully or something. It was like just still him. have no idea who Mad Dog is. No, it doesn't matter. Just him in front of a camera. I said he would retire. Didn't he's a liar. He should retire. Um, but yeah. Because the Cardinals, the Cardinals win the World Series. No, the Rangers did. Oh, they went. Maybe they, I think they went, and he said they would. He would retire if if they. Did. Cardinals didn't make the playoffs. No, the did the who did I? I said the, the I mean the Arizona team, the Diamondbacks. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. The Diamondbacks, yeah. The Diamondbacks won like, a series. What? Like, that's <laughs> <why>. <laughs> like, am I going Cardinals live rent free in my Brewers fans' head. I did see during this podcast the Brewers reached a settlement with Devin Williams earlier today with Corbin. Burns. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, they shoot. got Devin okay. during the pod. I got a Brewers app notification. Um, make sure you check out uh, Cruising for a Bruising, who's going to have that all detailed. Make Did sure you I check lie? out Talk of the Tundra. Did you lie? Did you just lie to everyone? Well, I don't see it on the on the Brewers app. Oh, no, it's on the BR app. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, it's not even Arb. It's, they signed him. One-year deal oh. with a club option. Okay, okay, okay. And they, and make they, sure you... they, they beat Arb with Corbin Burns, too. So pretty successful pre-Arb for the Brewers. Yeah. Cruising for a Bruising is going to have that covered. Make sure you check out that link at gspn.info. If you want to talk on the, the Packers in their wild card game uh, upcoming against the Dallas Cowboys, fun fact, Talk of the Tundra is recording right now as we speak. Yeah. So make sure you are subscribed and that'll uh, hit your feeds uh, soon. Uh, find all that links at gspn.info. Again, for Talk of the Tundra, you can find it right here on this YouTube channel as well. Uh, make sure you subscribe here. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in live. We truly appreciate it. We tried to uh, capitalize on these uh, these big games, and I like to see that the energy is here. The energy uh, is yeah. felt. So it's 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 such a good time. 
uh, being live with here with all of you. And if you're listening to this after the fact in normal pod, we also appreciate you. But come join us live. Make sure you check out the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe with notifications turned on for whenever we go live. We'll usually uh, tweet about it or it's in our Discord at gspn.info. You can get our in uh, a Discord entry link there as well. Otherwise, just make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this, watching this. Check out gspn.info, like I've mentioned so many times. Pod random, and we will talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.